MSW Media. News with swearing. Daily beans, daily beans. Daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Monday, March 9th, 2020. Today, 2020 election coverage, Romney Caves in the Hunter Biden subpoena case. We have a new White House chief of staff a coronavirus update, an update on the Jim Jordan OSU case, and a big good news block. I'm your host, AG, and with me today are Jordan Coburn Hello. and Mandy Reeder. Hello. How are you? Great. Swell. Yay. Mm-hmm. How are you? I'm I'm good. Yeah? I've been watching, uh, I've been like binging Netflix mm. over the past like nice. two days. Like I wrote these shows choice. early and then I got like, I had, you know, I did some updates this morning, but... Mm-hmm. I just sort of relaxed all mm, weekend. Cool. Good. That sounds uh, lovely. Although what I was watching was really tough to Forensic watch. Files? No, I was actually, well, close. I was watching the trials of Gabriel Fernandez. Mm. Keeping it light. Huge content warning if you're going to dive into that. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I, I don't know anything about that. Yeah. Uh, we, we, just look it up. All and, right. Uh, we'll keep it out of this. <laughs> we'll keep it out of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's, fair enough. Whew, it's heavy. It's heavy all stuff. Right. Um, it's a, you know, true crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, situation and uh let's see what else a couple before we start going a couple of podcasts i want to encourage you all to check out if you're into role-playing games or comedy improv or both uh check out the awful neutral podcast um and if you're into existential discussions and thoughtful debate check out the i disagree pod jordan's new podcast thank you uh, probably coming out this week yes and i'm honored to have been featured this week on a veteran storytelling podcast on npr called incoming you just search for incoming wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave a review and subscribe. It's it's uh, veterans telling their stories uh, from their mouths to your ears. It's really cool. Uh, and also, I Disagree Pod, if you want to uh, subscribe there and check that out. And yes. of course, Awful Neutral, or on Twitter, at AwfulDND. Yes, I Disagree is on Twitter, at the I Disagree Pod. The I Disagree Pod. Yes. Perfect. Sweet. So check those out. Um, just a couple of uh, neat podcasts that, you know, when you're done with the news and you want to listen to something else put something else in your ears Mm -hmm. i would recommend those uh we do have a lot of news to get to today a lot we've got oh it's a a lot of stuff going on today (laughs) in the election and it's only sunday so let's hit the hot notes hot notes all right so the 2020 democratic democratic we're always the giggliest on our sunday recordings three trailer park girls go around the um the 2020 democratic nomination red leather yellow leather uh that contest uh rolls on this tuesday march 10th with primaries in michigan mississippi missouri Washington State, Idaho, and North Dakota. A lot of states. They call it Mini Super Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So let's look at some of the late polling in these states and what we can expect. Michigan is the top prize with 125 delegates, and Biden and Sanders are in a pretty tight race, having swapped leads in recent polls. University of Wisconsin poll showed Sanders with a nine-point lead, but a Detroit News poll has Biden ahead by six. The poll that had Bernie ahead by nine, however, was taken before Biden won South Carolina mm. and the 10 states on Super Tuesday that he picked up. Mm. Biden has secured endorsements from some high-profile Michiganders, including Governor Gretchen Whitmer, former Governor Jennifer Granholm, Detroit Mayor Mike Duggan, and several House members. 
Uh, Biden appears to have an edge among key demographics there, including the black voting bloc and white suburbanites, which both helped propel him to victories on Super Tuesday, while Sanders performs has, is performing better among Hispanics and young voters. However, Hispanics make up a negligible percentage of registered voters in Michigan, and many are worried about the young voting turnout, uh, but we'll see. I mean, he's really good at motivating his block, so we'll see how it, how it shakes out. Mm-hmm. Um, Sanders eked out a win over Hillary in 2016 in Michigan, so we should keep our eyes on how a possible increased turnout could benefit Biden or could benefit Bernie. It depends on which block turns out more. Mm-hmm. I think if more young voters come out, it'll benefit um, Sanders, and I think if more black voters turn out, it'll, it'll benefit Biden. Yeah. Uh, All right, Mississippi. Biden is the heavy favorite. Um, Likely why Sanders skipped an event there in favor of heading to Detroit to push his platform there among the white working class voters, which that first whole paragraph left out as a huge dynamic in that state. Mm -hmm. Um, 36 delegates are up for grabs in Mississippi. Uh, In Missouri, Biden holds a four-point lead in a new Emerson poll that shows Biden and Sanders tied among white voters, but Biden holding a 14-point lead among voters of color. 68 delegates will be awarded there. And in 2016, Sanders barely lost to Clinton in Missouri. Just barely. She eked it out. In Washington, Sanders has his best chance for a victory there. I believe that would be his biggest one. Mm -hmm. Uh, He leads in two recent polls, a six-point lead in the Elway poll and a five-point lead in the King TV poll. These polls were taken before Warren and Bloomberg dropped out. And both of those candidates were in double digits. So it'll be interesting to see Mm -hmm. how those voters break. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The West seems to really go for Sanders, the Western states. They do. Colorado, Utah, California, Nevada. You know, I feel like Oregon and Washington are going to go for Bernie, too. Yeah. And we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, Like I said, Sanders is ahead uh, by six. um, But, well, you know, we'll have to see how these Bloomberg and Warren voters break. Uh, And it's a very progressive state. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is Washington's first primary in a while. They had a caucus in 2016, which Sanders won handily. Uh, There are 89 delegates making it the second biggest prize. The mm. mini Super Tuesday. Nice. Uh, no recent polls have been conducted in Idaho. There's 20 delegates there. <laughs> Sanders smashed Clinton there by 55 points in 2016. Holy shit. Alrighty. Wow. So Why keep, do you think that is? Keep your eyes on Idaho. Yeah. I think it's I a lot of I think it's a lot of libertarians, probably like how Mainers mm-hmm. break for Bernie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's probably a lot of that. I know, huh. but Maine didn't go for Bernie. Remember? Okay. Well, I know I meant in 2016. Yeah, 2016 it did, yeah. but not mm-hmm. this time around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in North Dakota, there have been no recent <laughs> polls. Only 14 delegates will be awarded there. It's tied with Wyoming for the smallest delegate hall mm. in the nominating contest. Sanders won North Dakota in 2016 by nearly 40 points. Jeez, that's crazy. Uh, so predictions, I think uh, Idaho and North Dakota uh, could go to uh, Bernie pretty handily. I think he might take Washington by a smidge, and then I think the rest go to Biden. Mm. Michigan's going to be Biden? I think so. Mm. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I feel like Michigan could maybe go to Bernie, but that's me having. I mean, not do I. I, I don't think Bernie's going to get the most delegates anymore, but I do think Michigan might go for Bernie. Yeah. Well, so we'll see. Yeah. We shall see. We shall see. Okay. Now, just this morning, Biden earned another big endorsement in Senator Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. In a video she shared on Twitter, Harris said she would do everything in her power to help elect Joe Biden. She made her endorsement in Alabama, having just arrived to commemorate the 55th anniversary of Bloody Sunday in Selma. She also announced she would be appearing alongside Biden at a rally in Detroit on Monday. Uh, But Sanders got a big civil rights endorsement today with Reverend Jesse Jackson, who has said he will endorse Bernie at a rally later today. Both of these are pretty big endorsements, Mm -hmm. though many are wondering why the two of them didn't endorse prior to Super Tuesday. Like, why'd you wait until just now? Do you think Kamala didn't want to come out not in support of the female candidate, maybe? 
I, that's sort of what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And I think that when they actually talked to her, and I can't, I, I, I don't know this for sure, but I, I feel like I read somewhere that she was sort of waiting for Warren to drop out. Yeah. And Mike Bloomberg, who has vendorized his operation to fight Trump, has said that if Trump and the Senate go after Hunter Biden in an effort to smear Joe Biden, then he will go scorched earth on the Trump kids and their corruption. <laughs> So watch for that, because it's a certainty that Trump will continue to try to go after Hunter Biden, despite that tactic failing miserably during Mm -hmm. impeachment. Uh, We can also expect Trump and the Fox News machine to continue to go after what they're calling Biden's cognitive decline, despite Trump's obvious issues with that. Uh, And speaking of Hunter Biden, we reported in a story last week about Republican Senator Ron Johnson, one of the eight Republicans that visited Russia on the 4th of July. Mm. Uh, So a couple years ago. So he put together a commission for the Senate to investigate Hunter Biden and Burisma and Blue Star, creating a false narrative that uh, they ever thought there was an issue. They had I mean, they've had five years to look into this Mm -hmm. and now they're just doing it. Mm -hmm. And and that big story came out of a. uh, the big story that came out of that was that the panel that they were that was looking at whether or not they were going to vote to issue subpoenas uh, to to these folks, uh, Mitt Romney told several reporters that he believed the investigation was politically motivated and made it seem like perhaps he would not vote to issue the subpoenas in the investigation. Yeah. However, a spokesperson for Romney, not Romney himself, chicken shit, uh, has um, come out uh, and confirmed he will vote for the subpoenas because he has been assured that none of the hearings will be made into public spectacle. Quote, Senator Romney has expressed his concerns to Chairman Johnson, <laughs> it sounds funny, who has uh, confirmed that any interview of the witnesses would occur in a closed door setting without a hearing or public spectacle. He will therefore vote to let the chairman proceed to obtain the documents that have been offered. Hmm. The subpoena seeks records from uh, Audrey Telezenko, a former Ukrainian diplomat uh, and consultant at the Blue Star Strategies business. That's a public affairs firm that represented Burisma in the United States. And a GOP source also told ABC News that the Senate panel intends to probe Teleshenko's time at Blue Star. Republicans want to know if the firm used the Biden's connections to gain entry into the State Department. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what's going on with the election. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Interesting. <clears throat> I feel like I could see Romney easily just hiding behind. Well, why not gather all the information? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or if you're going to do closed-door stuff, I'll do this. But then if you take it another step further, I'm not going to vote for that yeah. shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How weird is it that we're in a time where closed-door things are, like, a positive for people <laughs> instead of, like, transparency? Because mm-hmm. the transparency has been so distorted. It's just used, like, it is used as a spectacle in a lot of ways, at least when Republicans are running the show. Transparency is distorted. Yeah, and when, you, and when you've got Ron Johnson saying we're going to conduct closed-door hearings, is it going to be in a basement bunker? Are we going to yeah. have to, like rogue uh break into the skiff and order pizza and take photos like yeah Mm -hmm. just just the 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 double standard Mm -hmm. democracy is just maddening yeah it is Uh, can more former theater majors run for senate please because we need something to combat the energy the republicans are bringing to government (laughs) we have like dance routines yeah (laughs) yeah what 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 uh cohen was he like the the chicken the chicken thing oh it's, yeah uh cohen uh, he ate the bucket of chicken yes yeah when, he's pretty theater yeah when bar wouldn't show up <laughs> yeah oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> he was pretty theater, theater. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god they love that shit mm. and matt gates in his freaking mask oh god and he had to fucking live that down this yep. week because he had his first death in his district yep. from coronavirus and everybody just 
through that photo of him wearing that gas mask, yeah. mocking the coronavirus, like right back in his fucking mm-hmm. face. People and, are uh, dying, dude. And and, <laughs> and and everybody went after him, rightfully so. Yeah, he rightfully mocked so. the entire thing. Yeah, this is kind of a dark thought, but I've been thinking for anyone that thinks this is like, you know, some sort of maybe conspiracy or is overblown or something. I think time will tell when it hits D.C. and we see if any of Congress people start dying, which is a dark thought, but seriously. And then like the people that are denying it, then we'll see once it actually starts affecting them more in the United States. I'm curious to see how their tune changes. Yeah. And I think the impact that we that we need to be paying attention to more so than the death rate or how sick people get uh, or who's going to be affected most, uh, which are all incredibly important things that we have to discuss but you know that's what that's what the the figures that they're using to downplay the entire thing right is how it impacts the global economy supply mm-hmm. chains and 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 how we're all going to there's a toilet paper shortage yeah i can't figure out why everyone is mm-hmm. just hoarding everything i mm-hmm. guess because they're afraid that they're going to have to self quarantine and they don't want to run out of toilet paper i guess yeah. um but yeah, you can't find hand sanitizer anywhere or anything yeah and so it's these that, that sort of stuff if we had more um, available, credible, transparent information from scientists and doctors in our mm-hmm. government. I think that there would be less of a, a of a concern about where mm-hmm. this whole fucking thing is going. Um, because I mean, and we can't even tell what our actual death rate is exactly, here in the United yeah. States because our denominator is fucked. Because Trump doesn't want yep. to yeah. to make the numbers. And you're going to go over the coronavirus. Yeah, thing there was mm-hmm. some about them closing the borders. To be honest, mm-hmm. because my family's supposed. Well, to that's come what Italy's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, sixteen million people. And yeah, they're blaming it on. They're blaming it on immigrants. Yeah, my family's supposed to come visit me um, in a couple weeks, mm-hmm. and like, uh, and several of them. And I'm nervous they won't be able to get into the country. Mm. Um, but I also I'm I'm worried about as this progress. I mean, it, you know, it's one thing for my largely not all white. My family is not all white. Um, um, I'm, I'm worried about them getting in. But the way that they're going to continue and continue to accelerate the scapegoating of immigrants about this is going to be not mm-hmm. good. No. And then, of course, you've got and it might not just be like what where you're coming from, but mm-hmm. international flights in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and. Also, they're canceling. They're starting to cancel domestic flights yep. uh, and yep. ground planes. I know, uh, like yeah. half of Lufthansa's fleet is just sitting on the ground. South by Southwest was canceled. Yep, uh-huh. they did cancel South by Southwest. Yeah, yeah. I feel like part of what makes maybe it seems like people are overreacting, and I think it's fair to say that some people are kind of overreacting in terms of you know not literally not wanting to like step outside if if you're not in any of the groups that are more at risk or anything. But in general. I think it's kind of fair for everybody to be all hands on deck and super acutely aware of what information is, you know, is out there because Mm -hmm. it's so rapidly changing. I Mm -hmm. feel like that's the scary part is that it's new and scientists like, yes, the flu kills a lot of people as well. You Mm -hmm. know, just the common seasonal flu that we know of. But they've had a, a wrangle sort of on it for years and years and have this long history of adapting vaccines and even making vaccines for it. And it's more predictable it would seem than this which is just brand new and scientists yeah the whole there's a lot of other factors that make this i think more anxiety inducing absolutely yeah i'm well, not i'm not saying that's not but the, the case but the death oh, yeah, rating but the death rate in countries where we know mm-hmm. uh the amount being tested and and we have a better denominator mm-hmm. is is 20 times that of the seasonal flu mm-hmm. so it is actually it's two percent versus 0.1 so it it or yeah so it's you know it's it is more deadly mm-hmm. yeah 
Um, even more scary, we can't trust the data even right now. Because that's the problem. The messaging is like why? Why? Also hilarious to me that the Trump administration is caught in between the position of wanting to blame migrants and closed borders, but also downplay it, mm-hmm. it's it's like you know oper- or uh, chances of killing people. Well, but- I think that. I think there's a reason for that, right? Obviously, he's going to take any possible excuse he can to blame immigrants Mm -hmm. for something, and particularly black and brown people. Um, I'm in a weird position as someone who, as someone who is a white skinned person who sounds pretty American, where people will talk really openly about their views on immigrants in front of me because they don't think I am one. (laughs) And also, these policies don't affect me to the same level as they do other people. But as people are going to take any possible reason they can to blame immigrants for something. So Mm -hmm. he's doing that. But on the flip side, he doesn't want to admit how much of a problem it is because Mm -hmm. then people would expect his government to spend more money Mm -hmm. on health care. Or either that, or he he doesn't want it to. He doesn't want it, he he wants people to think he's done a really good job. Well, yep. well, yeah, but I also, think it's, I think it's mostly ego driven. Yeah, I think so too. And, and money yeah. driven. Want the economy tanking right now to be associated with him. That's why I put Kudlow and Steve in, mm-hmm. in, on his on his disease team. Yep. <sighs> yeah. Uh, which it makes no sense, except they all have syphilis. So yeah. I don't even know. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. yeah. And I have, it's, yeah, a bunch more coronavirus stuff. Am I? <laughs> yeah, we do have uh, more coronavirus stuff coming up after cool. the break. So we'll get we'll get to those uh, issues. And uh, we have more news, too. If you want these episodes ad-free, uh, just head to patreon.com slash thedailybeans. You can get them ad-free and early. So we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey everybody, this episode of Daily Beans is brought to you by Noom. Everyone wants to be healthier and live a longer, happier life. Uh, But sometimes we compare ourselves and our individual goals to others. And a lot of these weight loss programs are about a number on the scale and they're about constantly comparing yourself to other people. And getting in shape doesn't have to be about that. It doesn't have to be about losing a specific amount of weight or a number on the scale. It's about building healthier habits and feeling better and having more energy. And that's why I like the new habit-changing program from Noom. Noom helps you develop a new relationship with food that adjusts to your lifestyle. They teach you the psychology behind the decisions you make and how sometimes they can derail you. And and then they help you get back on track. And in their app, they have everything in the same app, which is wonderful. Because I used to have a different app, like one to track steps, one to put my workouts in, one to log food. Food, another one for nutrition and recipes, but everything is in the same place uh, with Noom. And they connect you with a personally assigned goal specialist and a community of Noomers, so you have all the support you need. Um, like I said, I started, when did I start Noom? Like a year and a half ago. Uh, and I've had, I've got more energy. I have more stamina. Um, my skin and my hair is, is better. And I, I just absolutely love it. Um, I did lose some weight initially, but really for me, it's more about just, you know, Picking the goals that are right for me and person having them personalize the program to help me reach my goals and feeling better and having more energy. And it's based on a cognitive behavioral approach. Uh, and then they use personalized courses to help you reach your goal. And it's not a lot of time out of your day. It's just 10 minutes, which is great for me because we're, you know, I'm super busy and it's really convenient. Like I said, everything's in one place on the app. So, and they don't use negative reinforcement. So there's no shaming if you go off track for burritos, no burrito shaming, which I love. It is a perfect time to make a step towards healthier habits. So sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M.com slash Daily Beans. What do you have to lose? Visit Noom.com slash Daily Beans to start your trial today. That's Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash daily beans. You'll be glad you did. 
All right, everybody, welcome back. We have an, uh, more information on the coronavirus update from Jordan. Jordan, what do you have? Yeah, so New York Times released a piece this weekend outlining the communication chaos that we were just talking about before the break a little bit. Uh, this is all that chaos that's been happening behind closed doors between health officials and the Trump administration as it relates to coronavirus messaging. So top health officials apparently decided late last month that when Trump got back from his trip to India, they'd sit him down and express to him that they needed to be much more blunt and real with the American public about the dangers of the outbreak. But apparently... This is when a director at the CDC jumped the gun and told reporters a day before Trump got back that the disruption, this is a quote, the disruption to everyday life might be severe. Schools might have to close. Conferences could be canceled. Businesses might make employees work from home. Uh, And then she had told her own children, she said, to prepare for significant disruption to our lives. So that's when that headline came out. Apparently, that was sort of preemptive because they were trying to wait until Trump got to have like got back here to have a sort of, I don't know, intervention of sorts. (laughs) (laughs) A truth intervention. Uh, Look, we're all worried about you. Uh, Your reaction to the coronavirus outbreak has negatively impacted my life in the following ways. Yes, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then this sort of kicked off even more of a tit for tat between Trump and then all of the health officials. So, of course, you know, around the same time that this headline comes out, the stock market plunged and continues to go down. And that's when Trump called the secretary of HHS, uh, Azar, and scolded him in a way on the phone that apparently had people scared that were in the room and heard him. They said he was so angry that it was scary really yeah they were so ang- he was so angry at him for not controlling that messaging wow. because the stock oh. market was plunging mm-hmm. um so there's a constant battle between how much of the truth gets out and what remains a secret trump saying things as recently as thursday uh he's saying stuff like it's all it's going to all work out everybody has to be calm it's going to work <laughs> out I think being common generally is a good thing, but the point being, you can't say that stuff and withhold information from people. You can't be like, hey, just be calm. Trust me. I'm not a doctor. Like, no one's, that's not helpful at all. Um, The president, (laughs) during his visit to the CDC, he told reporters that he was not going to let the, this is just more headlines on the coronavirus in general, Um, the cruise ship of people that are quarantined right now off the coast of California. There's 21 people who tested positive for the virus, and Trump is saying that he doesn't want to let them back onto American soil, so he thinks they should just have to stay there. Um, His quote was, they would like to have the people come off. I would like to have the people stay. Yeah, and I can't believe, to me, like, that was the massive fucking headline of the whole week, was that Trump actually admitted that he doesn't he's going to keep those people on the ship. He's golfing today by the way. Yeah. While these poor Mar-a-Lago. people are stuck on the ship and he doesn't want them to disembark because he doesn't want to hurt his numbers. Yep. Yeah. God. Damn, that is yes, he said that's um, gross. Because I like the numbers being where they are. He said that. That's a direct quote. Yep. And so that's Reported and corroborated. And I actually put that out in a tweet. And some Trump supporters like, lies. These are all lies. Prove it. And I'm like, he says it right here. (laughs) Here's a link. Listen to his mouth words. Yes. Yes. And that's, that's so, that's, uh, are the numbers really, do the, do the, is that how the, the numbers work? They don't count if they're literally floating at sea, like a little bit off of the shore. I don't think that that's. A technicality that he would get to win on. 
I, I, maybe he he would everyone's be able aware to, of them maybe he <laughs> would be able to use that to fudge the numbers they didn't count they yeah, were in the ocean exactly but now that everybody knows this it's like anytime i hear the count i'm just thinking okay and add this many for the ones that he refused to acknowledge and add this many for the other ones he refused to acknowledge and after you add all that up then we have our real number yeah and you just told us that you don't that you want to leave them out there so that they don't hurt your numbers like you just said that to us yep and uh, we're also learning out of reporting from AP that the White House overruled health officials who wanted to recommend that elderly and physically fragile people be advised not to fly on commercial airlines uh, because of COVID-19. The CDC submitted the plan apparently uh, just as a way of controlling the virus, but White House officials ordered that the air travel recommendation be removed and this comes out of an, uh, an official with direct knowledge of the plan. But Trump administration officials suggested that certain people should consider not traveling, but they've stopped short of that message. Not going to tell you which people. Right. <laughs> so take your chances. Yeah. Like they're saying very general things like, you know, obviously, if you're in the high risk bracket, maybe don't go on a cruise. But they're saying stuff like that instead of what the CDC wants to say, which goes back to the, mm-hmm. you know, inter- truth intervention plan. <laughs> Which is sitting him down and saying, hey, be more blunt. You need to be more blunt than just suggesting they consider not going on a cruise. And then Trump just sort of, or Pence just sort of wanders up and says, wash your hands. Don't touch (laughs) your face. Yeah, exactly. Mother says, don't touch your face. Yep. And then he rubs his nose and touches people. Yes. When they should be saying non-essential air travel, just don't do it. Don't do it if you're in one of those high-risk demographics, Mm -hmm. especially in non-ventilated or not well-ventilated spaces. Mm Mm-hmm. But they're not doing that. Uh, and we also learned towards the end of this week, this is a bit, I hate to say schadenfreude but it kind of is because someone that attended CPAC in Maryland <clears throat> tested positive for coronavirus. And as if you don't remember, CPAC is just like a massively large conservative convention and group. Uh, and this is the one that shunned Romney after he voted for impeachment. So, Matt Schlapp. Yes, um, exactly. The best name. Matt Schlapp. Matt Schlapp. <laughs> Sounds like a wrestling game. Sounds like if you I'm going to match slap you. <laughs> match slap. Anyways. So. Guess, yeah. So guess, he, guess who he attended he, the conference? Yeah, I know. Pence and Trump. Yes. Pence and Trump were there. And they are in that fragile health old person group. Yeah, uh, they kind of are. Group. Mm. They kind of Although are. Although sometimes I think Pence is like 28. He does have very tight skin. Or a, a yeah. robot. Yeah. Um, but like a, like a Stepford years and my name is Pence. <laughs> Stepford husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Definitely a Stepford husband. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so that's just kind of like, um, I take back the schadenfreude. We don't take pleasure in someone being sick, obviously. But the idea that it's, it's another moment where Trump is in Pence, they put themselves in positions where they could potentially contract the virus and, you know, it's hard to not sort of be like, well, maybe if you're more on top of your shit, you wouldn't put yourselves in this position. Yeah, that's more of a karma thing. Yeah. And, you know, we don't we don't enforce the karma. We just deliver Observe the it. news. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, yeah totally. the karma. But also, I don't run. I don't know um, how like the 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 big part of the coronavirus that also exists is that a lot of people can have it. And it's a pretty mild cold. And if you're not in the, you know, high risk demographics then it's probably just going to be like a pretty run-of-the-mill sickness for you so i don't know if that's what this person had at cpac or or if they were in that high risk group yeah and if you have if you're of the healthier ilk like of you know if you're not in a high risk group and you have flu or cold like cold like or flu like symptoms (laughs) 
don't go you're not going to get a test yeah so don't try to go to a, a, a just stay home yeah if anything you're just going to infect people that are in the high that risk could groups. be high risk and and, mm-hmm. and because you because you're not at risk because you're not in one of those at risk groups mm-hmm. you're not going to get a test there's yeah. just not enough for you yep so those are going to be reserved for people who are in those high risk groups who are medically fragile who are older yes etc so just keep that in mind if you get a cold or flu-like symptoms do what you should always do when you have a cold or flu-like symptoms stay home wash don't touch mm-hmm. face wash mm-hmm. hands have some soup yep um and i i do understand um uh, what uh, people in this economy have to go through to have sick days and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know i i understand that i i don't mean to speak from a point of privilege like you can just stay home from work i, yeah. I understand that sometimes you can't mm-hmm. just as much as you're able yeah, and and so I just wanted to let you know that I recognize that that is not always. Yeah. Uh, you can get, like there are people who get in trouble for calling in yep. sick to work. Uh, it's it's terrible. We need to fix that system as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, this isn't necessarily a commentary on that. I just want to let you know that I know that that exists. Yeah, or like if it's a small business that literally can't afford to bring someone in to replace the person or something, and then right. it becomes an issue of like. Well, do we take the risk and stay open today? We kind of need to. We'll be locked here in the podcast studio. (laughs) Quarantine signs. Just broadcasting. Yeah. But yeah, if any part of the public is overreacting, I do think it would be the people that exist in the healthy age group when they're trying to do stuff like going to the doctor asking for a test kit. In that sense, it's kind of like... You're you're much more fine than people that are elderly or immune compromised. Yeah. And uh, this would be a good time to get a bidet. Save the planet. (laughs) Uh-huh. You don't need toilet paper. Fan of that. Um, yeah, and the number now is 466 cases with 19 deaths. That's what we're looking at right wow. now as far as this very moment, which is about 1 p.m. Yeah. Pacific time after daylight savings. Is the standard time now or I don't know. daylight savings oh, time? I forgot that happened. I think it's PDT. Mm. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. if, if whatever it is. Yeah. Um, thank you for mm-hmm. that update. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I have an update for you from for Jim Jordan. G-Y-M, Jordan, uh, Ohio State University case. Six former OSU wrestlers have told CNN in recent interviews this week that they were present when Jim Jordan heard or responded to sexual misconduct complaints about OSU team Dr. Richard Strauss. And eight others say Strauss's inappropriate behavior was an open secret in the athletics department and that Jordan certainly knew about the allegations. Mm-hmm. But, but there are six that say they heard. They saw, they witnessed it. Mm-hmm. What Jordan knew and when he knew it has been under a lot of scrutiny since OSU opened an investigation into the misconduct in 2018. And an independent report commissioned by the Ohio State University concluded uh, Strauss, is it Ohio State? It's Ohio State. Uh, concluded that st- sometimes I'm like, is it Oklahoma State University? It's, it's Ohio State. It's the Ohio State. Um, and that report commissioned by OSU concluded Strauss abused at least 177 male student patients between 1979 and 1998. Strauss died by suicide in 2005. Uh, And on Friday, OSU announced it had reached a monetary settlement with 11 out of the 18 pending lawsuits. Mm. Jordan has emphatically denied he knew anything about the abuse when he worked at OSU from 1987 to 1995. He went as far as hiring a public relations firm to push back on the allegations. In an interview with CNN last week, Jordan continued to deny he had any knowledge, saying, quote, The idea that I wouldn't stand up for these athletes is ridiculous. I feel sorry for these guys. The fact that they aren't telling the truth. I mean, these guys I trained with, these, these are guys I worked with, I ran with, wrestled with. And the idea now that they're saying what they are, it's just not true. Which is just, that's a weird deflection. Yeah. Should be incredibly ashamed of himself. Yeah. That's just in general, but for this especially. Yeah. He ain't got no shame. No. Clearly. Mm-mm. 
And another big shakeup in the White House. Mick Mulvaney is out. OWT, yesterday's news, bell bottoms. Uh, as chief of staff. And uh, Mark Meadows is in, in like Flynn. Yuck. We saw the Mulvaney exit coming, I think. Yeah. Uh, ever since he admitted on live television in a press conference <sighs> that Trump withheld Ukraine security aid in exchange for investigations into Hunter Biden and the 2016 Russia probe yeah. when he told us all to just get over it. Uh, Mark Meadows is also a giant pile of shit, uh, albeit a more loyal giant pile of shit to Trump. It is not clear if Mulvaney will remain in his job at the Office of Management and Budget, which is he was dual-hatted, still doing that shit. Uh, we will keep you posted on that. I, I knew Mulvaney. I knew it was over for Mulvaney when they pictured, they showed that photo of of, uh, of an airplane and, and everybody in the staff in the cabinet was wearing MAGA hats mm-hmm. and uh, and Mulvaney was just sitting there with this look on his face <laughs> like, I don't even know if I could be here. Like, what am I doing here? Mm. Oh, God. But then, um, so that fucking guy. Yeah. But then it's like he went too far in that press conference. Like he was too overly supportive of everything. Like, whoa, not Trump that, not that far, buddy. He totally did that. Everything's great. You shut up. <laughs> MAGA. God. You know, it's funny. For a while, I was sort of, I thought those, um, the kind of rip-off MAGA hats that say things like, make America gay again or make America kind mm-hmm. again. At first, I was like, yeah, I love that. Yeah, steal that idea. But the problem is, whenever I see a red hat with writing oh, on totally. it now from far away, I'm like, am I safe around you? Yep. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, especially as a as a queer person, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, does it say kind or does it say gay or is it an actual MAGA person? I can't have, tell. Have you seen the episode of uh, Curb on the new season? Curb no. Enthusiasm where Larry David, he like, he wears a MAGA hat. <laughs> yeah. Because... Didn't Trump tweet that out? Oh, oh yes, he did. Thinking that Larry David supported him? That's so funny. Yes, oh, he did. God. But the whole, the whole point of the episode was like, Larry David hates interacting with people, you know? So yeah. he figured out if he puts this hat on, then people won't like sit next to him at dinner or, or like, oh <laughs> yeah, like, in all these different situations. That's pretty funny. It's very funny. But because of exactly what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not going to go near you with a 10-foot pole, buddy. Yeah. Stay the fuck away from me. Yeah, cross the street. You stay over there. All right, we'll be back with more news. Stay with us. Hey, everybody, it's AG, and this Helping of Daily Beans is brought to you by Upstart. We all know how easy it is to get into debt and how hard it is to get out. But thankfully, there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score, and they offer smart interest rates to help you pay off your higher interest credit card debt. Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your worthiness. They actually reward you based on, uh, imagine that, your education, your job history, and they do that in the form of a smarter interest rate. Uh, so everyone who's out there that's, that is running up a lot of credit card debt, uh, because times have been tough, you have to check out Upstart. I know you could have used, I could have used Upstart when I was in debt for sure. Uh, and they believe you're more than just your credit score and they believe in you. So they make it super easy to check your rate. It's a soft pull, so it won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens when you accept your rate. And the best part is once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards to meet their financial goals. And you can free yourself from the burden of high interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one low monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot. And hurry to upstart.com slash dailybeans to find out how low your Upstart rate can be. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash dailybeans. You'll be glad you did. All right, here's some good news. This made me very happy. If anyone was wondering if Ruth Bader Ginsburg is allowing her four bouts with cancer to slow her down, 
it's not. Uh, after she took down argument after argument in the latest abortion case this week, uh, it was like whack-a-mole. Fuck yeah. Uh, for over an hour, she went after each argument articulately and like on like like st- like I was just blown away reading the transcript of her of her. She was just so sharp, and I was like, oh my god, you are the best. Uh, did this for over an hour. Each argument posed by... Uh, this is a Louisiana case requiring abortion doctors to have hospital admitting privileges. Um, from from CNN, quote, as lawyers for the state and the Trump administration urged the justices to greenlight the law, arguing it is necessary to protect public safety. Ginsburg worked to dismantle each of their arguments one by one, and at times she even went after her own conservative colleagues, specifically Judge Alito, who kept trying to defend the shit. And she's like, no... What about this? And you can't have, you know, she, I, I encourage you to read her, um, the the transcript mm-hmm. of, of what she was talking about because she she questions. I mean, her whole point on this is if you're making it harder mm-hmm. for women to have safe and legal abortions, then you are going against Roe v. Wade mm-hmm. and the decisions that we have already set as precedent in this in this body. Yeah, and and, and doing things like forcing a doctor to have hospital admitting rights especially like for she was like okay let's take in in instances of the abortion pill Mm -hmm. you take two pills you go home you come back if you need to go to the hospital you have to go back to that clinic and have your doctor hand walk you over to the hospital Mm -hmm. that makes no sense Mm -hmm. uh and and again just like one by one she she just took down these arguments and it's it's really really impressive i really i love that seriously i i wish it i wish we had it on tape i wish they had i still haven't seen um that movie about her but i really want to yeah there's there was two right yeah there's a documentary which mm-hmm. was amazing i watched that one and then um yeah on the basis of sex yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Mm. i think i still need to see both of those yeah i haven't seen the second one but i saw the first one it was very good uh we have some more good news stories this from listeners and amanda you yeah. have those. got a couple quick things from listeners um, this is a good one from Jim Finley. My oldest grandson turns 19 this month and will be voting for his very first time. And he's far more socially, ecologically, and politically aware and progressive than I was at his age. He saw Trump for exactly who he was even before he won the Republican primary in 20, uh, 2016 and has been watching closely since. And he's a lot more empowered than I was when I was 15. I'm so proud of him. That's, That's really cool. awesome. I, I love that. Um, from Sherwin Legendre, I think I said that right. I, I just became a citizen last year. This will be my first presidential election I'll be voting in. I hope to also become a citizen someday and vote. Um, I can't wait. I'm so happy I found your podcast. Yours and the best of the left are my favorites. Thanks for making me laugh and making me smarter and more politically knowledgeable. Um, from Jameson, uh, Amy McGrath is neck and neck with McConnell in two recent polls in Kentucky. Fuck yeah. God, that would be the fucking best. I know. It would be amazing. This is from Kim uh, Giordano. Washington State Senate just passed free feminine products in all public schools, and it should pass the House soon. And I did a little research on that to find out more, and it's called Senate Bill 6073 in Washington State. And Washington Senate Democrats um, have said that all school districts would have to provide free tampons and sanitary pads in all women and gender-neutral bathrooms, (gasps) grades 6 through 12. Yes. Hell yeah. Isn't that awesome? That's really cool. Um, From Michelle Block, Virginia just voted to increase increase our minimum wage. And apparently Democrats wanted to go for the 15 bucks an hour, but because Virginia is kind of a purple state, they got to 12 bucks. That was their compromise. Um, It's currently only only 725. It's the federal minimum wage in Virginia. Because the federal minimum wage is 725, but a lot of states have taken it upon themselves to bring it up. Spoiled here in California. Yeah. 
the bill would increase the wage to nine fifty an hour as of January first, twenty twenty one, and then eleven bucks in twenty twenty two and twelve bucks in twenty twenty three. Another great thing about California is if you're a service employee that is tipped, you still get minimum wage. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also, I just want to amend yeah. my spoiled comment. We are not spoiled. We have a bunch of really incredible, like grassroots lobbying organizers mm-hmm. that made mm-hmm. that possible. Hell yeah! Just want to say that, and that's what they're doing in that state too. And this is the very last one from Stephanie. How about international good news for the climate? The Green Party in Germany is close to becoming the strongest party for next year's election for parliament. They oh. are within three points of Merkel's conservative coalition. Mm. So, awesome. Yeah. So, um, so that's really interesting. I have to find out more about that. I love Germany. Yeah, I, I also loved, I, I lived in Berlin briefly. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And it's, it's a new love. <laughs> yeah, I lived, ich gewohnt in Deutschland für zwei oder vier Monate. Nagold, Krenzakwilen. Very nice. I, I do not idea speak what you just said. Deutsch, however. <laughs> I speak French, but no German. I lived in the south uh, in Nagold, about 40 kilometers south of Stuttgart for four months. Cool. You're a real um, Pete Buttigieg over there. Back in the <laughs> hey, I should learn different languages. Uh, that's really all I know how to say. <laughs> and das Hund springt aus dem Polizeiwagen, which means the dog jumped out of the police car. And because uh, I was chased a lot by the cops <laughs> in Germany. No, I was I was 16 when I was there. It was 1990. The wall just came down. Wow. And um, that is pretty much all the German I've retained. And, and I know that what I just said was probably heavily incorrect as well. So. <laughs> but yeah, I do love it there. So good job, Green Party. The yeah. Gluna. Uh, I don't even know what party. Uh, spiel, no, what's party? Oh, I don't know. I don't German for German. party. I speak French, but no German. <laughs> Literally, I That's speak all so- I did was go to parties. I should know. I uh, When I was in Germany... Um, I, for a period of time, I was staying with a, a friend of mine and her mom, and her mom spoke no English. So we were just kind of communicating by waving our arms back and forth at each other and looking at dictionaries. It's <laughs> fun. German for party is party. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you for the good news, everyone. Thank you for that. That was amazing. Everybody rocks. <laughs> Should have known. Usually, if it, you know, if you're guessing a German word, it's usually the same as the English word. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Uh, anyway, thank you for all that good news. Mm-hmm. That is all so rad. And um, I appreciate those stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep sending them in. Please uh, do. We'll keep reading them. And if you want to remain anonymous, let us know, because otherwise we're going to shout you out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, anything else? Any final thoughts? No. Not no. really. No final thoughts for me. Vote. Get out and vote. vote. Oh, God, please vote. Vote. Vote a key. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, not here. <laughs> not here, but... but. <laughs> <laughs> Where you're here is. <laughs> Vote where your here is. Yes. The new campaign slogan, <laughs> AG. And we will get more into our feelings in the primary in tomorrow's Daily Beans. Yes, yes, we will. And that will happen. Uh, and then the primary, of course, is Tuesday. And then we have a big debate in Phoenix on March 15th. And then uh, all those other, a couple other states coming on March 17th. So, Sweet. all right. Thank you so much. Everybody, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet and take care of your mental health. I've been AG. I've, I've been Jordan Coburn. Oh, <laughs> you jump in the I've... gun? <laughs> Sorry, Jordan. <laughs> Somebody uh, watched She to be is closer. Jordan Coburn. <laughs> I am Amanda Reader. Sorry, Jordan. That's, I'm coming for you. That's so funny. <laughs> and them's the competitive beans. <laughs> the Daily Beans is executive produced and directed by AG and Jordan Coburn, and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager, executive assistant, production and social media direction is Amanda Reader. Fact checking and research by AG, Jordan Coburn, and Amanda Reader. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reader with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com.